Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to Online Darts. It's the Live Lounge episode 139. Possibly one of the most awkward checkouts on the board. Uh, evening to everybody in the chat room. I uh, hope you're all well. I'll say hello to them individually for in a second. Boise, how are we doing? Yeah, not bad. You? Just me and you tonight, mate. Fucking sacking. <laughs> See him prattling around in the background, but now he's got to work out how he can still watch the football at the same time without getting us done for copyright. So you take your time, pal. Either that or walking Christmas film, so he's getting sacked anyway. Silly bugger. Uh, hello, how is everybody in the chat room? Plenty to scroll back through. Morgan says, evening stack show tonight. It always is at the moment. Uh, Jamie is talking about that lovely little beauty behind me. We'll no doubt talk about that a little bit more throughout the evening. Uh, plenty in. Uh, Zane says, evening. Kieran's in. Phil's on mute. Uh, Craig's in. No, I can, I'm here. Oh, there you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was the Christmas miracle we was hoping for that Phil was on mute, to be honest. Uh, I'm I'm give Humphreys the Sid Waddell trophy already. Who's late? It was Phil. Uh, sack the gaffer, indeed. Littler in Gibraltar this week. Yeah, we'll talk about the JDC. Andreas is in. Harry's in. Matthew's in. Kyle's in. Says, what day is it? I know. A live round on a Tuesday. What on earth is going on? Uh, James in. Adam is in. Niall's in. Great couple of days for yourself, Niall. Um, What's up, OD crew? Says Joel. Uh, Joe says a Tuesday live lounge of Champions League foot in the background. Some weekend of darts. It was indeed. Um, Mark's in as well. How are we doing? David Whiston, good morning from New Zealand. Good morning to you too. Tuesday afternoon to rack and roll. That must mean you are stateside somewhere. Um, evening from Maisie, who is, of course, watching. How are we doing, O'Shea clan? Uh, Tugboat is in. Jesus, we should do it on a Tuesday more often. <laughs> uh, to be fair, me and Boise were in nice and early, and then my webcam decided to literally blow up. Uh, yes, yeah, because really work at that time of day. His webcam's used for different reasons on a Tuesday. That's why I'm on, though. <laughs> it just blew up today. <laughs> uh, yes. 
All good. All good. Yes, all good. We got there in the end. That feels more normal. There we go. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't like being in that position. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to leave, did he? He was like, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm, happy, being, I'm happy being standalone where I am. I didn't like being in <laughs> I'm not where I like. This is just... That's Boyce's little fence at the bottom that he sits on all the time. There's <laughs> <laughs> splinters down there. Yeah. Phil has an opinion one way and I tell him why he's stupid all the way across. And then Boyce just goes, what are these two idiots doing? I've, I've never had so much popped on as I have in 2023 with you two, but <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about that at the end of the year. So. Um, yeah, look, it's been a manic 10 days or so in the darting landscape, boys. Um, but now we've got a little bit of a, a lull just to get ready for everything that is coming up. Is the World Championship starting in four days? What lull are you on about? <laughs> no, we, we, we've got a lakeside starting in four days. You know, you... Behave yourself. <laughs> uh, which apparently Makuru is playing in, yeah? That's, to be honest... still has Thibaut Tricol on it as well. Yeah, <laughs> some people in our chat room would say that's the only world championship using a proper dartboard. That's a debate for a, probably later on in the show. We, we will come on to the, <laughs> the, the, what? the what are the, they using? Well, it's not it's not a green treble twenty. No, but what board are they using? What lakeside? Yeah, the blade six. But I believe this is the last tournament that you will see it. I believe. What's their betting company's um, colour? Purple. Purple treble 20? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they paid as much as Paddy Power have for the best of the title rights <laughs> to have that effect on people. Maybe not. To be fair, it's quite common knowledge now within the industry how much they paid because everyone was talking about it yesterday. wonder how that got out, Philip. Nothing to do with me. Because the same person that told me told the people at the BDC because he still speaks to them. That's how. Uh, how are we doing, Anthony? Hope you are good, mate. Um, right. Let's go straight into it. The final PDC major, whatever we want to call it, happened at the weekend. And it's Luke Humphreys yet again, boys, that has won three PDC majors in just 47 days. Incredible. He's a bit good, isn't he? Do you, uh, Dob, do you still think he needed to lose first round, by the way? Yes and no. Like, I, I just think <laughs> no for, his, for his chances to go and win the Worlds, I still think that an earlier loss, not a full tournament, and the, the high of winning three in a row. I just think keeping that going is so difficult, whereas if you have the ups and downs or, or just something to plateau you or level you out a bit, there's a difference. I think he still had that drop and still went on to lift the title. If you look at parts of that final, and he, I think he admitted at the end he felt a bit flat. I think there were times he was dropped, his level of performance and his sort of mannerisms and how he's been on the stage and he's still found a way to to get the win Michael shouldn't have lost from that position 
I think we'll probably all agree with sort of that there was opportunities there for Michael to go on and win it. And but the ben- the the benefits of now winning those three, if there were question marks about is he still favourite before the player, surely there's none now. Michael's comment yesterday was Luke didn't win it. I gave it to him. I mean, the man's doing a lot of talking for a man that's doing a lot of losing in major finals. And the the papers were prodding him and prodding him yesterday, trying to get a reaction. And I think they got it. His words were, well, where is he today then? He's not here, is he? (laughs) He's also been a pro for three years. <coughs> but it was obviously said it was funny. He's just shy of well, not far off half a million pound in three months or two months of TV action. Yeah, I know his shoes. I'd rather be in right now. I understand why Michael does what he does, but it backfired this weekend, and the manner of how it backfired. For me, I agree. Michael sort of threw it away. But he's not the one with the winner's jet and the that wonderful trophy. It's Luke Humphreys. I, I completely agree. But we've seen it before where Michael has dominated every other tournament and not won the big one. I think if you say to him now, give that one away, but you win this one, we will know what he'd do. Still have a worse percentage record of the Ali Pali than Gary Anderson and Phil Taylor, but yeah, so. <laughs> uh, Not but my goat. Your goat almost got cancelled last night. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we obviously touch on more on on Luke, let's talk about the Players Championship. Um, as a whole, thoughts first of all. Hmm. Um, it came well, to life. It came to life from Saturdays. What I would say. The fact we had no tight games on Friday, or none that went all the way, all all but one of the seeds went through. That Friday afternoon, it didn't really deliver a huge amount of quality on Friday. And then it just ticked into life on the Saturday with obviously the performances and record-breaking MVG. And um, and then I guess there's a second part to the conversation, which is around the production of the players' championships that raised a few eyebrows especially when magical moments happen and they're not seen are we far enough into the show yet yeah we're 14 minutes just so it's you fucking wank <laughs> we're 14 minutes into the show Phil's about 11 it was like <laughs> <laughs> it was shit at least the PDC TV dot live scores actually work for a weekend, which makes a change since they've incorporated it to their own website instead of being like dartsdata.com, whatever it was, because you could actually see each dart going into the fucking segments on that because you didn't see anything on telly. It was shocking. Absolutely shocking. 
there were entire visits where you didn't see a dark go on the board. That ain't good enough. I get that. However, if your direct if your main director's not available, what can you do? Then you go and get one that's done it before. Like freelance somebody. Or take all oh, this is the perfect excuse Matchroom needs to take their production in-house to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Because that, as a viewing experience for the person at home, was simply not good enough. And, and it's not the spotter's fault, it's the same spotters, it's not the cameraman's fault, it's the person deciding then what pictures go out. Everything else has stayed the same in that regard. And I get your point, Phil, in regards to if they're not available, that's something that you know as an inside knowledge from a potential novice fan, new to darts, um, even someone who watches but only watches the free-to-air coverage. If you're only watching this and then when there's moments like that happen, and yes, it came to light more probably because of the nine, for them type of fans, it's not really enticing you to watch them when it comes around to, I'm guessing the Masters is the next one. Is it on ITV? Yeah. Um, because you, you see that and you just look and think it's not great from a viewing oh, perspective. No, that delayed coverage of the Bahrain Masters. So the Masters, yeah. Um, <laughs> it just it just wasn't... Shit. It just... It raised a lot of question marks. Um, especially for their... When you've had the championships all year we've got the two boards it just raises a lot of question marks it's the lead up to the world we expect i guess world-class coverage and we certainly didn't get that the thing that annoys me is your tv director doesn't necessarily like your in-game director can be different to your overall broadcast director at that point if you know you've got a weakness in that team and you know they're fucking up so at that point the pdc have a production around the corner Go and use one of their boys from Loop to direct your in-game product who have done full broadcasts before, who are using full switching setups on stage two. And while the games are on, on ITV, on your main stage, especially when PDC TV is finished for the weekend, get someone in to help that director out. They can then return to doing their job for when Jackie's in shot or when you've got the pundits or when they're trying to pick off the cameras or run to the ads and the link up back with the main broadcast centre, etc. But while the darts is on, get somebody who knows how to direct a fucking darts match involved. In principle, I get it. And I understand what you're saying. But in reality, it's not going to happen because of who works for what broadcaster. It's like saying Chris Mason's not available for ITV. Just go and get away Mardle. But they're all freelance. What the fuck? Mardle's got exclusive. You go and get another pundit. You go and get somebody as good. Like well, well, somebody in the deep end like that for that tournament this close to the world when there is intrigue around darts again because of the time of year just simply isn't good enough. You are one of the biggest broadcasters in the world. If you cannot get somebody to aptly do that job, there's something wrong. And just make an excuse or go, and it's not that simple, doesn't change the fact that they can put some new fancy graphics up, but that broadcast is being carried by two people. Oh, 100%. Webster and Mace. Absolutely. The absolute last thing that broadcast needed this weekend was more of a guy whose main focus is on cycling. 
Oh, yeah, but, oh, isn't it funny? He cycled here. I couldn't give a shit how Ned Bolton arrived at Minehead, quite frankly. Oh, look, that I'm with you. Fix your interviews in the other room and get Dan Dawson back from on holiday because yeah, you desperately fucking need him. But look, that's, that's ITV, and we know they work differently. The fact that someone in their broadcast has kept their job for years. Us ranting isn't going to change that. It should. It, I'm not saying it should. fans feel. The same with the PDC. You're just excusing people's behaviour because that's what they do, as you do whenever they pick a player for the Premier League or whatever else. Doesn't change the experience for anybody. We just sit here and lap it up. Tell them to fuck off. You can tell God hasn't worked in TV before. I, the, the principle, I understand. But it just doesn't work like that. Then make it work like that. But uh, us ranting, it obviously isn't the be-all and end-all as we are right now. But the social media reaction has to tort at some stage. Yeah, but you look at TNT the, Sport. How long has everyone been crucifying how shit Michael Owen and Steve McManaman are as pundits and they've still got jobs? In TV, it doesn't work like that. You see, every time Michael Owen says something stupid on a Saturday, there's memes and there's gifts and there's everything. This has been on for five or six years and he's still there. You've still got this channel. Nothing ever changes. Yes, because I own the channel. That's, that's, <laughs> that's probably the issue with what James has said there. ITV are better when it's delayed coverage and not when it's live. It's delayed seems to run and look a lot smoother than what it does. Yeah, because when it's delayed, it's match room produced. Seems like it seems like we have a solution. In an ideal world, yeah. However, when someone's paying for broadcast rights and they're saying we're doing it this way, or we're not paying, what the PDC are always going to take the money. Well, it doesn't look good on their product, though. PDC needs to grow a spine. Yeah, it doesn't look good on their product. This week end doesn't look right on their product from a production side. And realise the impact it will have on them as a wider whole rather than damaging it. Don't worry, though. We get to watch a World Championship on YouTube next week, so that'll look great compared. <laughs> and I owe that TV. I can't wait to watch Makura on that, what, Channel 187. In, in between Picky Caravan UK. For everyone who's wondering, Monday's in Dob's most miserable day. We now believe it's Tuesday. Even <laughs> <Dream> Dob. <laughs> the only reason it's not Wednesday is gonna get off my tits on vodka. Um, but yeah, look, the, the, the tournament as, as a whole. Um, how worried are we about a few players as well after very poor players' championships ahead of Ali Pali? Very, but we have been for a while, and like we said before, like the 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 landscape and the race. Basically, what we're looking at right now is if they're not going to go and win the title, the next best thing is who gets that eight spot for the Premier League because seven of them are absolutely sewed up. And if you'd said six months ago that final spot is a dead heat race between James Wade and Stephen Bunting, you'd have been laughed out of the fucking room. It's a what? It's a race between Wade and Bunting right now. I'm glad I didn't have that. I'm glad I didn't have my drink. I, I, I can certainly tell you it's not a straight race between those two. No, but it should be. In terms of form and what they're doing right now, it's those two. Dirk's injured. Johnny's playing rubbish. Doby's far too far back. Cullen's not delivered at all this year. 
the only other one you chuck in there is Danny Knopper, and they can't stand him even more than they don't like Wade or Bunting. One of them two is moving up an hill slower than Ned on his bike. Trust me. I'm with Phil. One of them is absolutely nowhere near. The second one is in much further behind, but... I, I, I like Gob still believes in the, the, the goodness in sport and it's all about transparency. <laughs> in terms of ability and performances for the last three months, who's in that race? That isn't uh, is how the Premier League's picked. Yeah. No, but it bloody should be. <laughs> but it's not. Like, how are you going to justify anybody else being in there right now? The same, they justified Barney for years. The same. Yeah, and then people will kick off again. But don't worry, their survey told them that it doesn't matter who's playing. What a shit. The same way they were going to justify putting Fallon in. <laughs> You're in we've such a good mood. We've definitely put 50p in the meter, haven't we? I think we've, I think we've saved up for the year, I think. And put it all in. Just found last year's world championship draw. Can't <laughs> 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 find this year's though, does it? Where I wrote that fucker out. No. Solid. Uh, in this notebook, probably not. <laughs> um but yeah, look, the the, the, the players as, as a whole, for me, moments but didn't didn't deliver. As a whole tournament, is is the Reds now the return? Is that what's going to be used? It was a it was a mess because only half of Reds was open. So as you walk in, you know that bit on the left hand side that's normally there. Yeah, that was all the practice area this time. And is that the permanent fixture, or I I don't know is the honest answer. Are they back? Are they back to arena? Whatever number it is, area fifty one or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that's what we, we we were at the back of that. For from me, a, from a viewing perspective, stage two, I thought the setup looked better than what it did for the open inbreds. But I didn't know if that was just a return for the players, or that's the long term plan. I, I, I don't know is the honest answer because you can get more people in Area 51. Sorry, Studio 36. Um, but it loses the atmosphere that Reds provides. Yeah. Makes so, sense. yeah, it, it it's one of them. Um, you're right there, Gob. You've gone quiet. Yeah, Sam. Just send in the passwords to everything because he's lost them all again. <laughs> not lost. By the way, I've not lost them all. I have had a new phone. Yeah. I haven't lost them all, I just misplaced them. Not a virus porn hub. Um that's Phil, and that's why he was three minutes late to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um on the World Youth Championships. We were building up to that and we wanted a classic and boy, did we get one. I'm regretting already saying he's not going to win a Pro Tour next year. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? 
every challenge, every challenge that he's put in front of him, he's just knocking it at the path. He's 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 a ridiculous talent to perform like that on that stage. I know he's played on it before because he was on there to open up the UK Open, but to then perform like that in the players' champion in the World Youth Final um, was just a ridiculous standard by Luke Littler and. What people were expecting, he delivered. Yeah, it was, it, it it was incredible, and to think he is only sixteen, and then literally flew to Gibraltar the next morning to try and defend both titles uh, as well. He's a special lad. Yeah, he can grow more facial than you're ever going to in your life, and you're forty. Very talented there as well, there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, he's the 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 boy's absolutely incredible, and there was a few nerves yesterday at the media day because there was a few that didn't want him. A few that didn't, or anyone? Why would anyone want after that on Sunday? It's literally a no-win situation, the same as it has been when. Fallon's made their debut and Bo's made their debut. Like it's it's the old Michael Owen video. Well done, you score past a thirteen-year-old. If they beat Luke, well done, you beat a sixteen-year-old youth player. If they don't beat Luke, it's haha, you just lost to a kid. Like there is no positive outcome to come out of a matchup with a sixteen-year-old on a world championship stage. No, I, I I agree. It's it's going to be absolutely uh, mental, right? We are going to literally a quick ad break because Reese is here so we can transition into bringing him in. So we'll see you on the other side of this. And here we are. We are joined by the one and only Mr. Reese Collie. How are we doing, buddy? How are we doing, lads? You right? Good, mate. Good, mate. You? Yeah, everything's all good, mate. All good. So, oh, two dodgy accents on the show. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, no need. Lakeside, on the horizon. How are the How are the nerves now? Yeah, I'm getting a bit nervous now. I won't lie, but it's a cool way to get on that stage now, though. Iconic stage, so, yeah. Just want to get there. What are your initial thoughts of your of your draw? <sighs> to be honest with you, every player that's on that stage, the all they can all play brilliant. So what will be will be. So yeah. Um, I think I've got Dave Prince first round. So yeah, I'm sure hopefully if I play well I should be alright. Is there more pressure because You'll get you go into this game favourite, and obviously Dave's not played a lot recently, and there's not a lot of, of form or, or knowledge about Dave what he's been doing. Is that is that added pressure? Uh, not really. No, like obviously Dave's there as well for a reason. Like I'm sure if he if he plays his top game, then I've got myself I've got to play really well. So it is what it is, and I'm sure Dave will be there and playing well on that night. Right, I like that. Um. Uh, David Wazowski's in. Hope you are good, buddy. Says and the dodgy shirt. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, no, more look, a title race than you boys are, Philip. <laughs> we're entertaining to watch. Oh. Well done. Stick that in a trophy cabinet. Along yeah. with we beat Arsenal at their place once. <laughs> Come on, actually. Could be worse. You could be Paul's there shirt. And I'm, and, and, I, and I'm just saying, not that you're bitter, but remember, you lost to our place this year. Yeah, against fourteen. What was the what was the result? Yeah. Reese, by the way, this is happens every single week. <laughs> every single week. Um, Throw off the pair, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you you started winning, so we chopped up again. Reese, the fact that you played at the Super Series over the last year, will that help you? Do you feel at Lakeside? Yeah, definitely. Like just the mode of Super Series, every single player that's there, like the ability of everyone is just incredible. Like so, now um, obviously with it being like streamed and on YouTube and stuff like ice and how the how the run things, everything and like playing on the stage and stuff. Hopefully that'll uh, benefit me ready to uh, play at Lake Sword, yeah. And since um since Super Series, Reese, become a father for the first time? Yep, I have. Not Little the um, not the normal preparation with just not long left for your world championship day you. How's that been? No, a lot of sleepless nights, mate. I'll tell you that one. <laughs> <laughs> Many congratulations, I mate. And Thank then you. in in um, preparation then for your um, debut, obviously you found out. I think it was last September, winning the British Open. It's been a bit yeah. of a wait. What's what's the wait been like? What 14, 15 months? Yeah, well, obviously I've just been gagging to get there. Like, obviously being an iconic stage and like. Everyone wants to play at Lakeside. I've just been pff, just dragged and dragged and dragged. Lucky enough, I've had the mode of Super Series and uh, like some of the PDC stuff and UWDF to uh, keep me going until yeah, I finally got to here now. And you mentioned Dave Prince first round. How far yeah. into that draw have you looked? Have you looked at your section? Have you looked at your half, or is it just that one day? No, I've, I've looked to the. I think if I win that one, I'll have that easier. If I'm right, and that, I think I've I've looked about there. That's about it. Yeah. So I just think I'll just take every game as it comes and one game at a time. Obviously, well, I mean, go, go on, on, mate. All I was going to say is I'm well aware, Reese, of the um, fan club that you've got coming down on Saturday to. To support you, we we saw them at the Super Series about three or four weeks. How yeah, important yeah. to them for you on Saturday? Well, you obviously like you had the commentary at the Super Series. They am like my fourth star, literally. Like I, I love everyone coming there to support me. Like it just gives me that urge to want to do even better. So yeah, we got a few coming down. Should be a good one. <laughs> Going to cost you a fair few mini buses. You keep getting through though, isn't it? <laughs> 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 just a little. I asked see my brother today. I was FaceTiming and he showed me now the things that go over your head, the dartboard. FaceTime me with that on. I was like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I like that. So, for, for you, Reese, what, what are the long term ambitions? Is it to stay within that system or is it to, to go to Q school and, and get your card? Obviously, being a father for the first time, that can be yeah. tricky trying to juggle things. So, so what is the the long-term ambition 
definitely to get a talk card, hundred percent. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll be uh, having a little bash at Q score and see how things uh, go there, like. But yeah, I'll hopefully one day get on the pro tour and see what happens. I like that. I like that a lot. So away from darts, what's the what's the prep been like? How do you wind down and, and stuff for this? Because obviously you can probably overthink going to Lakeside. So is it a case of just trying to switch off? Yeah, well, to be honest, I've, there's been a few lads around local from here who's played at Lakeside, like the likes of Nick Forwell, uh, Scott Baker, uh, James, and they've all just said, listen, just enjoy every minute of it. So I've just took that on board and just practice how I usually would. And yeah, I'll go there, enjoy every, every moment and what, what will be, will be. What's your... Yeah, um, obviously no no proper TV deal as it stands at the moment. Is that a, is that a disappointment for you as a player that you won't be able to showcase it to as many people worldwide as you hoped? Well, yeah. Well, usually, well, if I'm right, was it on ITV last time or Eurosport? Like that? It was on Eurosport, Eurosport last year. Yeah, Eurosport. And obviously, recently that it was like I think it's just on YouTube and obviously streamed on there and stuff like that, which. It's one of them. YouTube's a big platform at the minute, so I'm sure it'll be quite a lot watching. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Darts-wise, are, are you a tinkerer with equipment? Because I saw, obviously, at the Super Series, you had a you had a little tweak a couple of times you've been here. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I've gone down in two, like two gram in the darts in the last three months, and they've been working, they've been going going in really well like so and uh, I was shocked with that because everyone kept telling me um, go up a gram and I was like oh right okay and then uh, I went in the end I went down and it's worked so that nah, depends really like I was using metal stems and then I've gone to back to normal and uh, just to be honest not a lot of uh, Peter right who, who could probably sooner or later I'm sure he'd be thrown with darts at a double and darts at a treble with a treble like, but no, I don't change too much. I try to keep things the same. I, I, I like that. Um, remember, everyone, get your questions in for Reese. Um, yeah, Davey, Reese answered that earlier. He will be going to Q School, that is for sure. Um, what have we got here? Mr. Wazowski wants to know um, who do you think youth wise will start challenging on the WDF tour? Uh, Jensen Walker, maybe someone like that. Yeah, Kovlan, isn't he? Probably. I'm sure, Jensen Walker. Is he in the youth still now? I think he is. Yeah. 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 Who's at the World Cup of Darts? Yeah. Yeah. Jensen Walker's a a good player to I think uh, challenging the WDF. <coughs> <laughs> I, I'm guessing you were quite pleased that Luke Litter decided to pass Lakeside and go to, to Ali Pali. Yeah, just a little, I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I, I get on really well with Luke Litter and he's just, he's unbelievable. Honestly, so good. Uh, I think he'll do some damage in the Pro Tour. Like, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how he, how he gets on. Hopefully, I'm there with him. <laughs> no, I, I, I like that. And so... If you were to get a card, I'm guessing the midweek pro tours aren't an issue for you, the, the move or anything like that? No, nah, not really, no. To be honest with you, I'll just do little bits with my dad, labouring and stuff like that. And 
So I'm sure my dad uh, let me carry on and hopefully it goes, it does all right. Yeah, but no, should be okay with that. How harsh would that be, Dad? Can I have a couple of days off? No. <laughs> <laughs> Got no choice. <laughs> that, that, that would be a, a, a little bit harsh. Um, so obviously we can see away from obviously darts that the, the Villa shirt is on. Do you get chance to go much? Not really, no. Um, the last game I went to was probably, I think it was Leicester in the FA Cup. It was the last game I went to uh, Villa, which is quite a bit away now. But uh, no, I don't go up a lot. I'd, I'd like to, but I'll, I'll just sit at home and watch it, to be honest with you. Or I'm rather playing darts and I'm checking it on my phone and stuff. Is is part of that due to your brother being at Dudley and that if you've got the Saturday free, you have to be at Dudley? Cause last oh, yeah, time because last time I've seen, you made a half-time appearance as well. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, uh, I do try and watch him because he, he loves the darts and he comes and watches me when he, obviously, if they ain't got a game or anything like that. And um, I'm sure he's uh, asked his manager if he can miss the game to come to Lakeside. So, and his manager is all right with that. So, happy days, yeah. But I do try and go up now and again. Yeah, a bit, bit of local stuff. I I, I like that. Um, yeah. When are you heading down to Lakeside? Are you going the, the day before to... To get ready and, and just get have a look around the venue and relax a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna go down Friday. Yeah. Try and get a nice sleep as well, so the baby ain't crying all night. <laughs> <laughs> so th- th- this is a bit of a holiday then, really. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> the longer the longer on there, the better. <laughs> <laughs> and look, Lakeside can be a lonely place if it's not going right. So having all those people travel down. To, to cheer you on must give you huge inspiration as well. Yeah, definitely. Like like I said before, like if I could have 300, 400 people there, it, it'll only benefit me really. I, I just love people coming to watch me. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure they'll all know if I lose, they'll, they'll just say, listen, here's what it is, you've been there and you've done it. That's the main thing. And yeah, they'll be there to support me for that. Uh, David wants to know who was your darting hero or who is your darting hero still? Yeah, Phil Taylor all day. My favourite darts player is probably Adrian Lewis, but Phil Taylor's like my like the darting hero. Yeah, I, I get that. That's, that's the, the generational thing in it. When you listen to like the older generation, a lot of them still say Eric and, and Jockey. Then there's that swing to to Phil, yeah. and then the, the the newer the younger generation is obviously. Your Peter Wrights, your, your Gary Anderson, your MVG. So it's an interesting dynamic where you. Educated. <laughs> 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 to, to be fair, we're going to have to try and set up a game next time at the Super Series, Reese, you against Gob on the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, have, we'll have a game. <laughs> um, is, that, is that challenge accepted, though? Yeah, but it's a bit like Luke Littler at the world, isn't it? Reese should beat me. Like it's a win-win thing. I, I can't lose, can I? If I lose a game, oh no. A guy this is qualified for late side, he's four years younger than me. Who should beat me? Beat me. Oh no. More pressure than Reese, yeah. More pressure than bringing 40 lads to Lakeside with you. Playing me. You do know Reese might only be playing you on that stage, but he'll still bring loads of people. He'll be <laughs> <laughs> even for a one-leg exhibition. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a hint, Reese, as well. If it's not going well against Gob, just start rattling your darts or slowing him down, and he'll get the ump. Yeah, I will do. Don't worry. I will do. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, 
to, to be fair, are you a fan of the dark arts on the hockey? What's that? Sorry, are you a fan of the dark arts, the old dark rattling and slowing people up if you need to? No, to be honest with you, I throw that quick. I'd I'd even take notice genuinely. Like if the if they start do rattling the darts and whatever, then I'll just step back, wait for them to stop, and then just throw. It is what if when they're doing stuff like that, that shows that I'm getting to like the reds have gone. You know what I mean? Like they must be losing at a time. Like so, but yeah, no, nah, I don't really, don't really interest me. I, I did it to Gob when we played last. <laughs> what was it? How was his reaction to you uh, rattling your darts then? Well, he, let's put it this way. I, I won the leg. I started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> He's out <Honestly>, gone. <laughs> Paul Hinks' position where he stands refereeing is more of an annoyance than him thinking that he's done something to me. <laughs> I'm a very large gentleman and Paul Hinks is a much smaller. It's <laughs> not a lot of room to start walking around when you stand as far across on the opposite as I do. Um, but, Reese, pleasure to have you on, mate, as always. Um, we wish you all the very best in your build-up to Lakeside at the weekend, yeah. mate. Go well and, and Thank enjoy you. it. Cheers, lads. Thanks for having me on, anyway. Cheers. Cheers, Reese. At all, mate. Everyone... Mr. Reese Colley, thanks very much, dude. Take me home, take me on a ride. I got a good feeling about the colors lighting up your eyes. Take me home, take me to the sky. I got a good feeling. Tell me the only thing you are. That was um that was refreshing. I like that. Yes. Yeah, and... it's, it's the right attitude to have on debut. It seems like he's had the right advice around just going up and enjoying it and then seeing what happens instead of especially the amount of time he's had to prepare for it, which is a topic of conversation for a different day, but Yeah, and ju- just a, an update, Luke Litter has beaten Max Hopp in Gibraltar as well. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Um, right. Before we leave the Players' Championships, we've got a couple of um, quotes. First of all, let's, let's see what Luke had to say after victory. One of the... I don't know. I think it might be the best one. Just because I've beaten a legend and a, um, a someone that I've always looked up to and, uh, you know, someone who I believe that... <sighs> If you don't beat someone like that in a final, then it, it never feels the same and no one will ever judge you on it. So, yeah, that was a big one for me. I think this is uh, very, very special. Well, you touched on that. I was going to ask you, being that you have beaten Michael in the final, does that make it all the more special and just taste a little bit better than the other two? Yeah, it, it does. Obviously, the three people I've played in the final is Gezi Price, one of the best players in the world, Rob Cross, one of the best players in the world, Michael Van Gogh, one of the greatest ever players in the world. So I've beaten three great players. I've not had an easy ride on winning a final. Um, but I don't know where that, you know, a lot of people have said to me, where did that last five legs? I don't know. I honestly do not know that. When I went to the break 9-6, I was so tired even before that. I just managed to pull out something from nowhere. Uh, maybe the crowd. The crowd were fantastic. They're on my side and... Um, 
you know, maybe they pulled me through that game to win, so I owe it to the crowd there. So everyone in the crowd, thank you very much. Michael said you had to beat him in the final to get a certain crown. Now, three out of four, the way you are flying, are you now officially the best player in the world? Yeah, maybe today. No, <laughs> um, the thing is, I want to, I'd love to say yes, but I just know all the things on social media. Be like, no, he won't be for long. He's going to get beat in the world. You know, look, I don't look into it too much. You know, I may be the best player in the world the last couple of months, but um, I don't look into it. I don't really care who's the best player in the world. You know, I'm having my period at the moment where I'm winning a lot. Um, someone else might have their period next year who wins a lot. Um, so, yeah, maybe I have been the best player this year, or maybe over the last two months, for sure. But I think me, Gezi and, and Michael have, have been the most consistent players over the last two years who've produced great performances um, when it matters. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share the title with them of who's the greatest player at the moment. Mature. I like, I like the way you spoke there. It doesn't seem like he's getting caught up in it publicly right now. And I just hope that the same approach and mentality is behind closed doors. It seems like it is. Yeah. The approach he's taken, it seems like it is. Um, and the fact he's, he's on cloud, he's been on cloud nine numerous times over these past couple of months. There is plenty of opportunity for someone's ego to, to take over, but it doesn't seem like um, that has happened with Lou. Weirdly, weirdly, he's winning more and there's less talked about Premier League. He's top four in the world, you ain't got to worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Would you imagine if these were non-ranked events and he wasn't climbing the rankings? (laughs) Um, Lakeside, it's kind of on TV, Love Darts. It's on YouTube and it's on Sky 187. AOZAP TV, it's like a cricket appeal. (laughs) Um, so right we've got to put Luke Littler and then one from Jian as well which which is an interesting take obviously you guys have seen the the headline we'll do Luke first you've done many special things in your career so far where does this one rank Um, I think it ranks at the top it's another, it's another youth world title, and it's the, it's the biggest one out there. Um, people might say modus because of the money, but I'm not bothered about the money. It's about how big the tournament is, and this ranks at the top. Now, Alexandra Palach, you've spoken about it there. Do you believe you can go there and win it? Because we've seen you hit high averages. I know you said that if you catch you on a bad day, they can beat you, but some of the averages that you have posted are astronomical. Do you believe that you could go there and do the impossible? Uh, I could do on, on my day. But uh, I'd be happy to win my first round game and see who the seed is. But I'm just going into Alexander Palace full of confidence, no pressure on me. You've got the big guys defending prize money. It's just a, it's a free shot for me. So I'm just going to let me dance go. That's all to do. I take it, take it leg by leg, game by game. And if that's what people want to say about me, they can say it. It's obviously it's a big thing. You obviously everyone knows who Michael Van Gerwen is. But yeah. Again. Level-headed for a 16-year-old kid, he could easily get swept away in all the hype around him, but seems grounded. Yeah, there's absolutely no way I'd be grounded with 80 grand in my bank account from playing darts this year alone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easy not to worry about the money when you've just won 50 grand off the Super Series, excluding everything else that you've already won at that age. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, right. At, that doesn't include appearance fees, JDC titles, 12 grand on the Dev Tour, or a World Youth Championship. Yeah, and to your point, Phil, unless Jolton aside, it, it seems to have his feet firmly on the ground and the approach of one that aim at a time is the right one. Does everyone, absolutely everyone he's playing against, is onto a loss, really, whatever the outcome, as you've alluded to, Dob. So for him, go up and enjoy it and play with fun, even if it's not his A down, don't play with fun and see what comes of that. And I know we'll touch on it more. Now that draw's happened, I think he'd be happy with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute, but I, I agree. Also, for those that watched it, look, obviously we know that Gianna's struggled with a bit of diet um, over a couple of years, but just seem to be signs that in pressure moments, it's still there, boys. And we'll listen, we'll play the clip and then we'll talk about it because he openly speaks about it. I got it. You know, of course, I started off too poorly. He played phenomenal and uh, he smacked in a lot of 180s. But, um, you know, if, I think I played OK. I didn't start off great. And, of course, I wanted to get, to continue that comeback, you know, 5-1 down and 5-4. But I missed one dot, a double five for, to make a 5 all. And, uh, you know, he was waiting on tops and he took it out and uh, he played phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I felt I needed to do that. Of course, I struggled with dark titles a couple, well, a year ago or maybe even a bit more. And, um, you know, in, in this pressure moments, I just know when I'm, if I don't do that, I'm going to miss or just it doesn't feel right, especially with the crowd, you know, going, oh, it's normal when you take your time. So it's OK, but, you know, then I just want to take my a bit more time just to feel OK. And in my head, I was like, if you now throw it, you're going to hit it. So maybe it's a bit a sign of still dark titles, but, you know, it's only in the, in the real key moments on the big stage like this, and um, I'm okay with it. And of course, I hit the tops, just missed the double five on the wire. And uh, you know, I, I know if I didn't do it, it probably would have been I, w- I would have missed it f- a bit further away. So uh, it's all okay. Couple of points on that. One that he's openly talking about it, but I suppose the the good thing is where he says I'm okay with it. Um. There's two points to make here. One, there's there's a an element of praise to be given to the maturity of giving an interview after a losing a final in in that manner to somebody as special as Lupin, and to be as open and honest about his game as he is. He speaks incredibly well because you know English is is not his first language. We know he's got his head screwed on. We know he's still studying and ensuring he's got a career to fall back on just in case, um, etc. Even if that is the case, though, if that's an element of his struggles in the past, I'd be a little bit worried about talking about it so openly on camera because it is such a mental issue. The more and more you talk about it or acknowledge it, for me, the more and more that that can then grow into an issue once again. If if you do feel that way, fine. No, I just felt like in the moment I needed a second to reassess is, is what you need to say. To, at that point, he effectively needs to lie to the press. I basically just say, no, I just needed a moment to, to reset, to readjust. It was a key moment. I felt like taking my time would give me a better chance of hitting it. The minute he starts acknowledging that, other players now know that. Other people around him now know that. Other people in conversation are now going to be talking about Gian when he goes to the World Championships in a couple of weeks going, right, is that pressure going to get too much for him? That's going to be a conversation in the punditry. It'll be pre-match questions if he doesn't press anywhere else. And it'll be conversation in the, the practice. This room, it's inevitable. 
and that can then spiral and get worse and worse and worse. So whilst it is incredibly commendable to come out and give an interview as, as fluent and as fabulous as, as that was for somebody who's just been beaten and arguably the biggest game of his career today, I'd just be a bit wary about how much you're letting on to people in that situation. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. And it's, it's a good one that Niall brings up there. He says, diet seems to be coming up more and more of a problem for youngsters. Why do we think that is? Because they're exposed to so much. There's, there's two elements. They're exposed to a greater deal of competition at an earlier age with things like the JDC and Youth County. So there is a platform there for them to grow and learn and experience precious situations. But it's the pressure that then comes down from above or the pressure that being exposed to situations like Gian has been, where he's been number one and won the Dev Tour, earned a tour card, played in the pro ranks, played on TV, and that just keeps growing. When you're still an incredibly young person, let's not forget he is still incredibly young as a person, trying to just avoid some of that pressure being heaped onto your shoulders, even if it's not so much from parents, which I think some of it is. You look back at people like, Billy Holmes, he probably had one of the most famous dartitis attacks on camera you can ever remember at a, a youth event, on a PDC event, on a streaming event, and, and Barry Van Peer. I've seen the relationship with Billy's parents. That pressure was on Billy's shoulders to go and be a world champion from the age of 10 years old. That ruined him. Absolutely ruined him. And I'm just wary that as good as it is and as many opportunities there are for youngsters this goes back to something we've been banging on about all year, to be fair, there are an awful lot of 12, 13-year-olds currently signed to manufacturer deals that aren't going to make it as professional dart players. Correct. And I'm not convinced some of them have the aftercare programmes in place to make sure that that doesn't become an issue for those people. And naturally, football academies now have to provide an education alongside. I'm not convinced that darts is anywhere near as accelerated as that because... The coaching structure isn't in place as much. Don't get me wrong. You've got people that are volunteering at academies as such, but there's only so much advice they can give as a one to 30 person ratio or whatever the rest of that may be. The effects of coaching at the adult game are still frowned upon and, and put aside. There's a handful of coaches in the pro game and most pro players won't touch a coach. So play, kids are looking at it going, well, I don't need one because I'm fine as well. Like it, It's just, I'm worried that, people and the outcomes of the sport are developing at a far greater rate than the structure in place to make sure that people can do this and make a career in a, in a safe manner. Spot on, Mr. Darwood. Yeah, look, the, the career in a safe manner goes back to a, a, a long underlying issue as well, where I know we're not, with the, it's not meant to be talked about, but, well, some of those dev tours are absolute carnage with kids getting smashed. Let, let, let's 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 have it right. And like you say, that care in the after there isn't there within the whole structure. And it, well, the combination of alcohol and believing that that's the way to succeed, and then perhaps not having look the more the people like Luke Humphreys revels in success the more and more youngsters are going to look and go right that's the way to to do it 
you don't have people with the body type of Phil Taylor and Adrian Lewis dominating the sport anymore, where 20, 30 years ago, that typical body type was predominant in the sport, wasn't it? Like, starts had that negative image, or oh, it's just a pub game, because of the typical shape of a dart player. Like, that is changing. And hopefully the more that does change and the more that interviews are broadcast coherently without slurring, people will realise that's not the effect of alcohol, but, but some have and go at it from a healthy, positive lifestyle and learn to deal with pressure differently. And that's what it all boils down to, dartitis, management, structure, etc. It all comes down to how you deal with pressure. Yeah, agreed. And if some of the best talents of all time can't deal with pressure, I worry about how a 14-year-old is going to do that because he now has to come up with a nickname and go and play under sponsors' names and go to tournaments to compete with other 14-year-olds whose parents are there going, you should beat this kid, I've seen him play, he's rubbish, or whatever else. Yeah, no, I agreed. Um, right, do you want to do Lakeside first or reaction to the PDC draw? Your pick, Boise. Reactions to the draw. So... The draw happened yesterday. Um, first of all, thoughts on how it looked. I thought that Paddy put a massive amount of effort work into how everything looked yesterday. And on site, it looked incredible. Did that come across on TV? I think so. The, yeah. the podiums looked decent. The, the conversations were, were solid. Um, obviously, we had some of it. We were streaming the draw. Um there was definitely a moment where you could tell that draw was 100% live. <laughs> yeah, a lot a lot of that you could certainly tell. Um, but yeah, from a from a viewing perspective, I thought he'd come across very, very good. Um, probably highlights the fact that more draws should be live. But um, generally that one was, was very good. And I guess it's an expectation that Paddy Power have brought with how they've delivered and how they communicate on socials. Um, they are known as one of the, the strongest social media companies, not just betting, just generally in how they... They've got one of the best marketing teams. Yeah, all of that is always done to a very, very high quality. They have now set a standard with the you know, the first day, the, the news of the boards dropping, the, the draw, all that, they've set a president um, for the rest of the World Championships. And it started with a draw, which was very, very successful. Having Phil there, having Dennis there to do the draw. Obviously, Why did Johnny do anything? He was there. <laughs> the important Phil and Dart, I meant to. Dennis. And then, like says, Emma always fronting it with... Um, with Wayne's insight, which was very, very good. It was just generally, it come across very, very well. So, the news yesterday morning that everyone's been talking about, we have one of them. My, yeah, mine's behind me. That's what I wanted your address for. <laughs> I I, uh, I informed, by the way, just a side story before we go on to it. I had a bit of a telling off yesterday. Recently brought a new house, said there won't be a dartboard you know, up in his house. <laughs> I'm at work. Mix it at home. Why is there a dartboard here? <laughs> Which I know absolutely nothing about. <laughs> um, the green treble 20. 
what's your initial thoughts, boys? Quite like it. There's, there's serious conversations going on right now between me and my dark team as to whether or not we use this for our match tomorrow. I'm keeping mine intact. Yeah, that's, that's the other issue is that it's going to go on display and it's going to be there. And as long as it doesn't get damaged, it's probably going back in the box to be sold in a few years' time. But there is also, we don't like the team we're playing tomorrow. So we might rock up with a green treble and go, well, they're using it in the world. So fuck off. We're playing with it. <laughs> um, I, I'm a fan. Uh, it's a great piece of marketing, let's be honest. It's an absolute great piece. When we got the... I think I saw the media release before I'd known that there's one on my doorstep, um, which was great. Um, <laughs> but it was a great piece of our team. Um, but, yeah, back to that point, it's just what they do. They've got that president for a company that we've had that sponsored that many tournaments who, let's be honest, the race stage and all that we've spoke about that hasn't really lightened up the PDC more than what it needs. They have done from that to the best for the World Championships and they've started off very well, haven't they? I had a throw on one yesterday and I don't like it. The colour... What's that? So you don't agree with the science? The colour you just realise you're not very good? I think you'll find a bang than a 140 on it. But... See, so even if you didn't like it, you scored better than you ever have done but before it's because the, the green's better for your visual spectrum. It, it's the adjustment. So we were deliberately going, trying to go from treble to tops and things like that. And it's that colour adjustment that, that doesn't that, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'm laughing at some of the comments. It's quite fun. It's it, the the amount of people who didn't believe it. Old oh, man's up. I was one. To physically see it, and now Dob, you're obviously, obviously emphasised it. I've just not took mine out of the box. To see in front of everyone, it's there. Yeah, look, it's real, Jay. I've got one. <laughs> That's green. Not coloured in. I've not got a felt tip on it. Yeah, I'm sad that mine is just in the box behind me. Yeah. Um, it's better than your prime bottles, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I might try and bracket it on the shelf and just have it hung up for the week or for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Screw in the back won't devalue it. I'll tell you, the comments are brilliant. <laughs> you don't know. Right, so... The, the, the What's actual... time for Harry Potter? You may not like it, but you have to admit, Paddy Parra got style. They're, they're changing the game. All right, Frank Warren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see my interaction on Twitter yesterday? What, what did you... It was like, yeah, just because it exists doesn't mean they're actually... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. They're real sort of thing, and I've said it about the Harry Potter. Is this all in my head? Of course it's in your head, but why does that make it real? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the, the world's draw itself. Look, we're not, we're not going to in-depth in it, but first of all, your initial thoughts on the draw. Mine was that the seeds will be relatively happy. I think there's three ties where players look at it and go, I'm in trouble regardless. Not not in trouble, but um, I'm in for a tough one, irrelevant of who comes through that. There's a couple more where you're looking at it going... The form player comes through that. It, it could go that way. There's obviously some big names that have missed out. Um, I do feel a little... Part of me thinks the field might be too big still. See, that, that the first time yesterday, that's touched my mind, Dob, because looking at certain sections and when i say sections i'm not just on one to four but little pockets of the draw it's probably the best term to use and i look at that and i just think i can see you on a tuesday afternoon i can see you on a thursday afternoon i can sort of slot in when you're down to be just because of the sort of the level of that day and there's a few first round draws that i look at and i think they're very very enticing there's a few potential second round draws that offer that but then there is probably more of the, I'm unsure what to expect. And yes, everyone who's there can perform a very, very good standard. But because of the amount of debutants, their bid, their bid is payday, all that sort of thing that's going to come with it. I am very conscious that some of these, what will be afternoon session games, do worry me slightly because of the size of the field. Um. But there is some very, very tasty draws still within there. Yeah, no, no I, I, I don't disagree. There's a, there's, there's some, some stinkers. Um, but like we say, overall, the, the, the seeds will be relatively happy. There is, everyone sat in the chat room now. There's one potential nightmare if Mickey Mansell beats Zong. Yeah. <laughs> the, that one won't be quick. Um, but also there's like the look the one the winner of Keegan Brown and Boris Kirchmar, they will fancy having a go at Dirk. hundred percent. Without shoulder at the minute, performance of the weekend wasn't great. Yeah. 
So I'd, I'd, I'd be fancying that one. I think if you're Steve Lennon and Owen Bates, given the former Johnny Clayton the last year, you'd fancy a crack at him a lot more than you would have in March, April time. I doubt that, but I don't think he was the C2 attack. There's still, there's still a few more barring Johnny. Dirty's 100%. I look at it tells me to say it a little, but Jose is certainly wanted to do an attack. Um, Dirt's the standout of those. And then there's there's others that um still certain question marks on. More form, the likes of Watton Clemens now replicate from what he set as an expectation last year. Not as much form this year, but it's actually how Germany reacted last year to what he did. Yeah. That pressure is there from, from round two for him, not from quarterfinals as it was probably last year. Um I feel like Rasmus not had the best of years. He would have been one you'd have fancied a, a crack at yeah. perhaps. Uh like Dimitri was a little bit better at the players' championships this weekend in terms of results, in terms of performance. I'm not quite sure that step up was there. Not that you'd fancy a crack at Demi on the T V stage, but look, he's more beatable than he has been for the last three or four years heading into Alexandra Palace, I think. Um, his form has been decent of late, but Callum Ridge will not have liked seeing Ricardo Petrescu as his potential opponent at all. I don't yeah. know. I think Petrescu is going to get it at Ali Pali. I think he'll get it first round. It just depends how he reacts. He's going to get it because he's playing Makuru. After that, you think there's an awful lot of German fans that go to Ali Pali every year. COVID is a long gone thing now. A lot of people will be making that pilgrimage across once again. It would not surprise me if a large percentage of that crowd this year is once again German. Yeah. I I, I don't think if you're Callan, you can rely on the crowd being British and on your side. No, it'll That's be all. And first of all, how are we doing, Matt? Hope you are good. And are you asking me to step in? No. And... I will slap <laughs> you Um... Matt, I, I, actually, next week. I will slap you. Me and Matt are having Christmas jumper day in, Southampton, in Portsmouth next week. Matt and I, and that's against the uniform because we've all got a lovely new t-shirt, so I will report you. It's not, because if you also read the directive, it says, at the um, discretion of the producer, and guess who's producing? Uh, exec producer, I will be reporting you. <laughs> um, back to the draw, you pair of children. Um, I actually think that Petrescu draw was probably worked in his favour because he was going to do it anyway. So being up against Suzuki doesn't change that. Yeah. And then in performance, Suzuki isn't at the level that we've seen in previous years. That for me, I think that draw is sort of, I don't want to say favourable, but it could have been a lot worse, especially in that opening round. Another seed who stands out to me, who I have concerns about, and this isn't because he's got whoever before his opponents were announced, but huge question marks around Andrew Dildin, especially his performance then this weekend. And now he's got Luke Littler in that section. I'm not sure he will go far. I agree. I can't remember where I saw it, but I believe Christian Kist currently has some sort of hand injury. Christian Kist was horrific. It wouldn't surprise me. Injured. Very injured. It, it wouldn't surprise me if the bookies do not offer odds on that game because he was that bad. 
very injured. Um, but I think the players that will be wary of their opponents. I mean, James Wade will not like seeing Matt Campbell and Lawrence Alargan. I don't think. We know what Campbell's capable of. Whether or not he's executed that on the tour. Alargan still one of the best actions in the world. If he gets his ass out of the way of the camera. Um, I said Johnny Clayton, didn't I? That, that's a stinker. What's we need your... to talk about the number 18 seed. Yeah, that, that's horrible. It is very horrible. And uh, uh, a user on Twitter, Colin of FEB's data, we use some of his stats sometimes anyway. Uh, go over and follow me, does some magnificent work, Mardor interacting with him at the moment, has done some analysis on the 32 seedings in the PDC World Championships. The worst seed of the lot is number 18. The best it's ever done is the last 16. Every other seed has made at least a quarterfinal or onwards. Like that, that seeded number is cursed. And Stephen Bunton, one of the most informed players in the world right now, takes on a TV semi finalist from the weekend or the American number one who's playing some ridiculous darts right now. I, I agree. That's for me, the Joyce Spellman game is one of the standouts yeah. of, the, of, of the first round. Yeah. Um, because they're not like. Neither are quick, neither are slow, but neither are going to be put off by the other person playing at that pace because they're so incredibly similar. Yeah. They're just going to allow each other to play darts. Also, yeah. God, before we carry on, I've got some breaking news from Paddy Power HQ. Tell Gob to use the board at his game tomorrow. I'll get him another one. Yes! What a boy. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> you heard that. Clip that. <laughs> I've got to keep one, don't you? Like, it's got to be a keeper's item. Yeah. So, yeah, go and piss the other team off. Yes! Um, oh, yes. Look at him. He's never been so happy. I'll, um, I'll put it on socials everywhere. You... I, w- I wish you could have did him that information at eight o'clock. He might have been a bit happier at the start. <laughs> <laughs> He has been well, a really minutes to be mean happy. Um, thoughts on Fallon's draw? Up until the start of the Players' Championship finals, I probably would have said it's a very good draw. Jermaine's record on TV for the last couple of years has been incredibly poor. His only win seems to have come in my head. Um, form-wise, it, it just hasn't been there for eight months of the year. However, at the important time of the year, Jermaine Watermana looks like a dark player once again. I still I don't think it's the that, But if this, if you look at certain players who are going to be affected by what happens in the arena and some who ain't, I believe Watermana will be affected by the support for Fallon. I think that's a very good draw. Well, you, you look at it. I, I appreciate you got to the third round of the Players' Championships. And there was one very good performance against Vintra, and it was very good. But he only averaged 91 to beat Dirk, who averaged 80. And then he's lost with an 89 against Ryan Joyce. If he produces that, Fallon's in the game. I'm not saying she wins, but she's in the game if he produces that level. 
if I I do fitness is driven, I honestly look and when I saw the draw and I, I was trying to look at round one with Eve, without looking at the seed and who would they play afterwards. When I looked at Fallon's draw, my first thought was if Fallon turns up, Fallon wins. This isn't on what I mean, and this is on Fallon because I think when Fallon turns up and the proud are behind her, that will have an impact on what I mean and where it wouldn't on some of the other players. And I think that will be important. If at after two sets we are one apiece, I can't see any other outcome than Fallon going on. I think it's a, it's a very good draw for Fallon, even with the um, decent form we saw from what I mean this weekend. When you then look past that into round two, I think if she does that through, it then becomes a lot more difficult. Because oh, I don't think we'll see Schindler. that. Schindler's got pedigree. I don't think we'll see impact Schindler. And second to that, the factor of... Because of previous years, people have this perception that it's the English fans and the Scotland that battered everywhere with on them sort of things that happen. We'll see less of that this year because of the other nations being over and watching. Um, so I don't think we'd see that at Ensmartin Schindler as much. So that's more of a worry. But I think she she should be confident coming through that, what I mean at all. I'm just looking at her averages from the, the slam. She had 92.5 against MBG. 86 against Clearmacker and 88 against Cross. If she produces that or a little bit better, she's in it. I personally think if she averages the average of those, which was what, 88, 89? Yeah. She wins it. I think it's a favourable draw. Yeah. Um, any other standouts before we move on? Like we say, we are going to go in-depth on the World Championship, our, our live show. This was just a quick reaction. I like Westwood Nyman against Steve Beaton. Yeah, it depends. There's, there's some of the times you look at, and I just think it's what form that players come in. Barry Vampire, obviously a very good year, but disappointed at the slam. If he finds a way to perform a standard that he's found, we know Luke Woodhouston, his A-game is very good. That could be a, a, a good first round. Tying that bottom section. Van der, um, Van der Bogard had a good weekend. What can Thibaut Trattol do on his first outing at the PDC Worlds? Um, and there's, I think one thing that we probably haven't mentioned there, we're at a draw point. The amount of pressure that is on the players who have picked... PDC over WDF, that pressure comes into effect on round one. Because in theory, anyone who's at the PDC, you would expect to have had a good run at the WDF. So their expectations were to get past round one. And that will be the same with Tebow, who was runner-up last year. Yeah. Before we move on, obviously, last night after the um, draw, um, which we'll say the draw was at Oki, in London and genuinely an incredible place decked out in Paddy Power World Championship. Um, Brandon and everything like that just looked in incredible. The top talk sport broadcasted live there, just, just so good. But from there, we then went to the Leicester Square Theatre for Night of the Champions. And the first time in living history, 
that all 11 PDC champions were under one roof, gents. It's a little bit special, isn't it? Yeah, it looked pretty good, that. And it's nice that they're, they're doing it. Look, I know it's 30 years on and from the very first, and there is that centenary, but actually this tournament should and can be so special that actually more effort is needed. And they were on the PDCR getting better with their socials and marketing and that sort of thing, but I still think there's a lot more to be done as well. We're going to get the same classic games on Sky Sports throughout the next few weeks. I want to see finals. I want to see games that we haven't seen before. I want to see that updated. I want to see, let's go again. Right? As, as much as I absolutely love and adore Dave Clark, and I think everybody involved in darts does, he's been retired five, six years now. And yet he's still, there's nobody else fronting a darts gold anywhere. Um. Uh, it was recorded. There's going to be highlights on the PDC YouTube channel, um, but it was really, really good. And the surreal moment when you had Adrian, Phil, Gary and Michael on those four seats was like, that for me was the golden generation of world champions. And to see the four of them there was just like a real moment in time. It'll yeah, I mean, see what that looks like in 30 more years' time, won't it? Because I don't think we're going to see the same level of domination that we've seen in the early years. Obviously, Phil Taylor was a was a big part of that, but the fact that I think 459 players have played in world championships now, that seems to be the number being banded around, and only 11 of them have ever won a world championship seems truly staggering when you think of the talent and the players that have, have been there or, or come close or, or been to finals or semifinals or, or, or not even got anywhere near, really. You look at the likes of Terry Jenkins and, and Mervyn Keane, that was not one a lot, to be honest. And yeah, just, just to see those 11, they must, like, for some of them, that'll feel truly special. Some of them will be, why am I here? Because that's the way they're inclined. Like, they, I don't think until they're truly done will they appreciate their impact on the sport, especially those that are still playing. Andy Lewis will be on the fringe, given his, his situation at the moment. But those that are retired will sit there, reminisce and go, actually, yeah, this is pretty special to see the fact that You've only added four more names since I've been gone or, or whatever else and, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, Matt said it, it was a Phil. Yeah, look, it was, it was a great night, Matt, wasn't it? And look, the banter between Michael and Gary was brilliant. Those two in that environment together were, were superb. They were just bouncing off each other. But also when they then brought like the modern ones on, uh, you had Rob, Gezi, Peter, um, Smithy, that Gezi's personality shone for the first time. And that's the first time a lot of people would have seen that Gezi. That's the Gezi that, that we know because we see it all the time. But yeah. his, his personality and his, his sense of humour shone out last night. Some of it wasn't broadcastable without a few beeps, but it was funny and in the moment. Does that make sense? It is, but part of that is due to what he wants to portray of himself because there is that performance doing and there is that person doing there is also the media one and the one off camera last night brings that relaxed sort of mode because it's very rare people get to see a player when they or hear from a player when they have not just played and even if it's on the back of a result some of them are still not happy with an aspect of that or it's that on such a big high or such a low that 
it's the relaxed attitude that you'd have seen from last night is probably where they'll come more out of the shell. A bit like what Desi was like to this on Sotheim. He was a bit more relaxed. Yeah. We saw that from him. We then haven't seen that again. You you saw it last night, but it's not something we're going to see a lot of because that's not how I think he wants to portray himself when he's playing the sport. And that's what he's there for. He's, he's made it clear that he doesn't want to be long-term, but he wants to be a winner while he's here. And he's got one mindset of doing that, and that's with the attitude that he portrays on stage. I think that's a bit of a shame, though, because you go back to like the 70s and the 80s, and darts players were real rock stars and, and snooker players of their time as well. Like, we've got a generation here who who get it, who are normal people as, as much as anything, who have the ability to go out to the wider population and do things like soccer AM or question the sport or, or just things like that off the top of my mind, a league of their own, etc., and change the perception a little bit and actually get other people involved and go, look, darts isn't played by 40-year-old fat blokes anymore that drink 14 pints. Like, we have the characters in the game to go out and do that in chat show situations, etc. But it seems to be that they're, they're, they're booked for the first couple of days, maybe on the news pages, and then they don't really seek any of those out because the tour is so intense. But it's also part of that dependence on who you're champion is or the lot of that champion because... I think so but even if you look back at the last what seven years Rob Cross Michael Van Gerwen Michael Smith Peter Wright Gary Anderson Phil Taylor not quite Phil but he was in that final like all of them have got personalities to go out and, and be someone They have. It's time. Time is the important one to survive. Relentless to. If you if you think now, I know we sort of flippantly make the comments about the Bahrain Masters, but the world champions there. What twelve, thirteen days after lifting the title, whatever it is. That's that that window in January, which I think was the window that Price was on Saturday. If memory serves me right, it was a a week or two after we'd won the Worlds. It's those sort of windows where we're not going to see anymore because of the diary getting fuller and fuller. And it's a shame because, like you said yesterday, Phil, Derwin really came out of his shell on that stage and people seen a side of him that we wouldn't see. We would like to see that from more of the players. Are we going to see he's very unlikely to serve the calendar? Yeah. They were talking about the Gezier defenders as well and Michael told the story about how he wound him up in the practice room. Michael was like, you ain't got the balls to wear them on stage, like knowing exactly what he was doing. And Gezmo, he was like, you ain't got the balls to take him up there. And then Gezi took him up there and put him on. Um, but no, that was good. Um, so yeah, when it comes out on the PDC YouTube channel, well worth a watch. Right. The Lakeside kicks off this weekend. Gentlemen, um, Neil Duff starts the defence, well, not on opening night, but Neil Duff and Bo Grease will start the defence of their titles. Um, just trying to, is it on Wikipedia yet? Yes. Good. Hey, there it is. Um, lot, lot, lot of names through them. Well, 
Um, so I suppose first of all, the, the, the WDF breathed a sigh of release when Biowetsky lost in the final on Saturday. Yes and no. Like I said, like losing Thibaut Tricol to be replaced by John Scott feels a little bit without being disrespectful for downgrade. Thibaut was finalist last year, carries a, a nation's hopes behind him in, in terms of France. John Scott is a couple of WDF title event winner from the UK who probably won't do anywhere near as much for TV or ticket sales as Thibaut would have. For Biowetsky, as fabulous a young talent as he is, and he's hit two televised nine darters now, not that I'm counting as, as the referee of one of them, the possibility of potentially having Paul Lim in there, who is an international superstar in his own right, probably would have done a lot more for their tournament. And once you've lost one, losing two, you might as well. Having it just as a one-off isolated incident in terms of Thibaut and John Scott sort of makes a mockery of it, but if it's going to keep happening, they've done the right thing. Um, so, that marsh Biowetsky game will kick off the proceedings. Um, I remember that one. We haven't got the other ones up here. But, first of all, boys, standout ties that you like, or standout ties from round one and potentials in round two of the men's to start with. Standout one is for me the one you the opener. Marsh yeah. be on to open round one is is the best. From seeing that on Saturday, I'm glad that he didn't qualify last Saturday because I don't think it would have been the same spectacle. Um, I'm not gonna lie. That's the same routine to round two. <laughs> having seen having the best round one tie then takes on scene number one, sort of just alludes to that being the the best possible outcome. Now Leonard Dates has got an easier tie. That would have been an interesting day, but obviously it's not Tebow anymore, it's now John Stott. I'm interested to see what Jamie Lewis will see. I'm concerned for a few players that are in this draw, as in the fact they qualified over Sorry. 14 months ago and trying to do some digging on a couple of them. By the look of it, they've played nothing, some of them, apart from a couple of online games and, and things like that. I can't find any information on certain players that qualified a long time ago. And almost like we use the comparison to the world youth, but they have to wait so long for their opportunity. Some of these may have missed that opportunity because of the time. Yeah. Well, our depth of the show qualified last September 2022. That's sort of where we are in regards to qualification. So he qualified for the tournament that was due in whatever date it was meant to be then moved. So, so that may see a drop of level one performances across the tournament. So I'm totally with you. But I'm looking forward to seeing Jamie Lewis. I have no idea what Jamie Lewis we're going to see. But it's good to see him back on the stage in regards to what semi-finalists just in the PDC just four or five years ago. He's one I worry about. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I'm, I'm glad to see him back. Yeah, Davies just mentioned two ties as his tie to first round, and from what I understand, they're both going to be incredibly one-sided. Lewis yeah. versus Bottenberg and Youngman versus Pallet. I, I I agree. Um, didn't want to say too much, obviously, because Reese was on earlier, but. I'm not expecting much from Prinz either. The fact he hasn't played. He had that shoulder injury as well that meant he stopped playing seniors for a bit. He's playing. I wouldn't be surprised to see Prinzy play on 19s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think Reese is fully aware. It's very much the player's perspective is I don't know what the other player's doing. I'm just going to play the board, isn't it? But you're playing at the World Championship, they've definitely been looking at the draw and the form and you're more worried if you're Dave than if you're Reese, 100%, because of, obviously, people who've been on Super Series, people who we've seen on ADC, people who are still down to WDF events and we've seen performing the likes of the Yellow Class and those sort of people, that they have to be the ones that are, are being called out to go deep in this tournament. Including the likes of the guys who are doing the seniors, as you said, w, Darren Johnsons, Martin Turner's, those who we've seen play an awful lot of competitive darts. They they have to be the ones who are in the strongest position down into this this week. I I agree. I'm looking forward to Shawnee Mac against uh, Johnny Tata as well. I think that's. A very good game. I thought Tata played well in the World Series this year, and Sean's always solid. Yeah, agree. I think it's a it's a good first round tie, and equally a fairly favourable second round. I think whoever comes through that will fancy taking on Tolkien in the second round. Yeah, I agree. Um, so they will see that as an opportunity of not just getting over the line, but actually progressing further into that week. Looking at the draw, chat room as well, semi-finalists, who are you thinking? Uh... Hmm. Who are we thinking? It's a good question. I've got my bottom half. No, I've got my top half. My bottom half's tough. I've got my top half. One of my bottom half, but the other one I'm 50-50 on. Uh... Right, what are you saying? 
What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you what saying? Watching. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? Um, first quarter, Andy Bartons. Correct. Incorrect. Sebastian knew that. No. I've gone rogue. Gary Stone. Really? Second quarter. James Hurrell. Yeah, I've got the hillbilly. Don't get me wrong, this is the toughest quarter, in my yeah, opinion. Vasir, Merckx, Consumman, Collie yeah. all floating. Richardson yeah, played solid last week, was very unlucky to miss out on, on finals night. Um, Dennis Nielsen will cause him an issue if he gets past Jordan Brooks, but I still think Horrell is yeah, just I've, the standout in that section. I've just gone Horrell. I haven't. Wesley, please, yeah. Quarter three. Mm. A few weeks ago, I had Chris Lambman, but I've not been that impressed the last couple of outings in the PDC. I've got, I've got an asterisk here. I've got Neil Duff if he gets past Moreno Blom. No, no, no. We, we don't do ifs here. You're either picking Duff or you're not picking Duff. I think I think Duff gets by him, but I think Blom causes him problems. So you're picking Duff anyway, then. So there's no asterisk. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> just 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 to clarify. Yeah, Duff from quarter three, but Moreno causes him issues. Yeah, he's arrogant, he's frustrating, isn't it? But I think Neil Duff comes through that section. I'm going to go back to Chris Landman. Chris Landman? Yeah. Sorry, Neil. Serves you right for your comment about me and a certain someone at the Moda Super. Uh, section four. <sighs> Easy for me. Len. Yeah, he looked very good this week, didn't he? Yeah. Um, this is the one I wasn't sure on. It's just the fact that potential of Yellow DJ and Danny Lobe, Leonard Dates that sort of combination we could have on the no yellow not gonna sit on the fence the no yellow just worry about his consistency when he gets it right it's still very good so that's why I, I swerved so, if I was if I was swerving I was done at low B to be honest yeah see so, part of me is looking at DJ I, I don't think he scored or played that well at all last week but his clutch finishing at times was ridiculous 
I also think that if you think the spotting and producing and directing was bad on ITV this weekend, you wait till you see Jano Bottenberg try and play against Danny Lauby. I feel sorry. I know who's spotting. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put the name out there, but I feel for the man that is spotting at Lakeside. Baptism of fire. What I'm saying is full board is going to be an option here. Just, just, just do the entire game on there. It's just yeah. safer. Because the um, thing is, they can both count. You think how quickly Lauby reacted to hitting the treble seventeen earlier on that one ten checkout when he should have hit the single to leave thirty six. Yeah, I'll I, I tell you what, there's a name also that's gone very much under the radar here. And I've got to admit, I'd forgotten he was even in here. But when he played at the Super Series, this is May time, I think. So it's a while ago. Thomas Youngins. He, what's that? Thomas Youngins. No, no. Davy Kerwin. Once he nah, settled, man. once he settled at the Super Series, he played some decent stuff. If he settles... He could do okay. I don't think he wins it or anything like that, but I think he's one to keep an eye on. Nah, not for me. So, from your semi-final lineup, I would like your winner and your runner-up. Can't remember what I've got now. That's a good start. I know mine. Leonard Gates beats James Hurrell in the final. For me, that's where I'm going. Barton's beats Lambham. That's my decision made then. Duff beats Barton's. Oh, I very much had it the other way around until you said Barton's wins and I'm not going to win. The women's event. We're just naming the other finalist. The only person that can beat Bo is Bo. Yeah. No, tell a lie. That that's been, I think, from what I've seen, I think this comes too soon for Lisa. After watching her in the the ADC Women's Tour final, great to see her back. But I think this comes a little bit too soon. For me, the only one that could stop Bo is Rianne. The only players who can stop bow, I don't think can stop bow when they meet her at the London format. And then the only player who stops bow winning is bow. If some of those meet up, Rianne, Eileen, Lisa, maybe, um, early on, right up and quarterfinals or before then, maybe. But when that's, at, that's extended, I don't think... Just think a power store and he's just too much. She'll create way too many opportunities for herself. And let's be honest, the finishing isn't too bad either, but she'll just create the, the amount of 
double chances that will surpass the others. And I think she comes through with Isa then. I can't see another outcome. I'd probably go as far to say I don't see a drop in a set. You adding adding anything to this goal? No, <laughs> maybe uh, that's just a meme that's been said. Um, very intrigued to see how uh, Amorina Fleado settles. I think she has a fantastic A game, and at that early stage of best of three sets, still where she would run into Bo if they both stayed on that. Projection. That, that's that's a tough little tie there. Let, let's not rule her out at all. Back in Rihanna Sullivan to come through that second quarter. Dita looked very good in mode and Portsmouth last week, but I still don't feel like that top game was what she needs to get past Rihanna. Lisa struggled a little bit as, as that game went on or started to regress. Um, the next one is possibly the more open one because I think Aileen and Lorraine are both more than capable of having a crack at each other. And then that bottom half is all about how fit Lisa Ashton is and how much time she's been able to put on the board since the ADC Women's Finals last weekend. Uh, if she's got enough practice in and, and can get herself up there, then she's got more than a chance of at least a semi-final. Um at which point her name in that venue might carry her an awful lot. Let, let, let's not forget that. Um, but yeah, look, it's, the value here is without Bo in the field, isn't it? Yeah, I'll completely. You know, she's got, what's, what's she, one to five? There or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, so does Paula Jackson win a leg? <laughs> the favorite bet of all time. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, it, it, it'll be interesting, but I think I think we're all on the same page here that that Bo wins this comfortably. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Don't disagree there at all. Um, right, weekend darts. What have we missed? Who won last? Chaz Barstow. Yes. Beating Sir Lenny. Beat Len. Not of Henry, of Gates. Good final. Yeah. Good finals night. Couple of surprises in there. Jake McMillan was outstanding all week. Gets caught cold in his very first game of night and as good as done. That's how brutal that finals night is. Um, other than that, I thought it was a really interesting week. Jim McEwen struggled. He never settled at all. I think he... Uh, Lost his sleeping pattern night two. 
after a very long journey on the, on the way down there as well and just, just never got going as, as the defending champ. Uh, James Richardson played pretty well, you know? A lot better than he did the first time. Yeah. I mean, just not skipped over his chances for Lakeside, but he is in that draw. Keep an eye out on him. Uh, tough little path, though. Christian Godall, then Peter Machen, then Placia Coley or Prince. Um, yeah, no, it was good to see Chaz playing well again because he's not quite lived up to what the bar he'd set, had he, recently. No, especially not in Portsmouth, in Southampton. That, that was a him and Jim are, are both far better exponents of players in Southampton. They had far more success there until very recently. Um, they're probably the only two players that said they preferred the Southampton venue. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he looked very solid in front of a tough crowd. Uh, we nearly had a second nine of the week. We did have one, though. For Mr. Gates. Expertly called him by the referee, even if I do say so myself. He threatened it a few times, didn't he, that week? I thought Chaz was going to do it, like, literally a game before as well. He went five perfect. Um, but, yeah, excellent from... Leonard, great content in that regard as well. Uh, the other thing to talk about this week, by the way, with 10 minutes to go, is that now that the World Championship qualifier has been and gone, a number of players have lost their tour cards. Correct. They are done. Uh, so that's anybody on darts rankings who's not currently light green because they're in year one or with a box around them with the potential to go and earn money at... Um, the World Championship. So, Nathan Rafferty, Danny Janssen has lost his tour card. Uh, Darius Lavanauskas, Scott Waits, Richie Burnett, John O'Shea, Ted Evitz, the world, former World Youth Champion. Jeff Smith has lost his tour card on social media earlier, announced that after four years on tour, he will not be going back to Q score the CDC model is enough to sustain him as a dark player of opportunities for that and the WDF, which I actually back that decision an awful lot, given where darts is at the moment. He's got a successful business in Canada. It's a lot less traveling. He can go back and settle at home and come back in and cap people cold again, I guess, against his performances. Uh, Louis Williams has lost his two cards. The man who spends more time in airports than anyone yeah. else, it seems to and me. He deserves some time at home, doesn't he? Just, right decision, yeah. Yeah. Absolute right yeah. decision. Uh, yeah, Louis Williams has lost his tour card after quite a big impact when he first got it. George Killington is gone. Uh, Brian Roman, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Bradley Brooks, Jose Justicia, Joe Mernon, uh, James Wilson, Ross Montgomery. The oldest tour card holder is gone, so that record might change right now. Uh, Tony Martinez, Sean Wilkinson, Devin Peterson. Look how far down that list I've had to go. He loses his tour card with just 21.5 grand on his rankings. Uh, Damian Mole, uh, Luke Peters, Kevin Burness, Jamie Clark, uh, Nick Forwell, Vladimir Anderson. And that's it. The only tour card holder this year to not earn any money? Corey Cathy. <laughs> Everybody else, including Challenge Tour players that have then played Pro Tours, have earned at least 750 quid. Lovely. 
few players at risk. So they are white with a box round. Steve Lennon is the man on the cusp. Uh, Florian Hempel, Radek Zaganski, Connor Scott. Uh, Jules Van Dongen, still a lot of work to do for him. Rusty Jake Rodriguez, Christoph Kachuk. Darren Webster, could you imagine? Now, where's he got to get to? Quarterfinal to keep his tour card? The last player that did that, Nathan Aspinall? Yeah, that's not happening. And that's about it now in terms of that. Everyone else is either doesn't have one already or is on first year of two-year tour cards. Yeah, obviously... Clearmacker in 62. Does that, mean, does that mean but he's giving it back? It does, yes. So does that mean 65 will go green? Or will that I be can't an- remember what they did with Phil's, can you? Not off the top of my head, no. Or Raymond's. Yeah, they're the they're the two that off the top of my head, I can't. Be, I can go back and find that, but off the top of my head now, I can't remember. I can't think of anybody else that's retired inside the sixty-four. Yeah, not in the very near future. In the near past, I've been sent a message that says extra place at Q School. Hmm. I thought that was the case. They've not given it up mid-year, have they? They've gave it up end of year, and I think that would be... Well, I suppose it depends, because the effectively, the year doesn't end until after the world. So the fact that Clearmac is not in it, this may come back to the time that he tells the PDC. Because yeah. if, he was, if he was to hand it in now, effectively, it's still the season. Uh, doesn't it just effectively come down to the deadline to pay their PDPA full affiliation membership? Pass. And if they've not done that, they lose their card. There you go. Straight from the horse's mouth. Someone asked, is the Joker going back? And Laura is in. Of course he is. We didn't expect anything else. Go on, John, boy. Um, also, there's the Corey Cabby tour card. Is it bad that when Laura said that John's diving back, my first thought was typing in dude or seeing how old John was to see how close he's to the seniors? John, don't tell me. <laughs> um, yeah, I believe Richie Burnett is going to Q School, Charlie. Yes. Um, he's one that I don't understand why you would. Because he still believes he can compete at that level. Whether that's right or not is irrelevant. In the last two years, we've seen that he can't. Yet when he played in the Super Series, he was competitive. And with a name and a standing in the game like Richie does, there's absolutely no way he's not in a conversation to play in a seniors event. I, I, I agree with you. But... Ah, yes. The news... Sound the right point. Yeah. Look... We'd known about this for a while. 
but Russ Bray will be walking away from ranking darts in the PDC, shall we say. Um, he's still going to be an ambassador. Um, I did a really good sit-down with him in my head, to be fair, which will be going out as part of our World Championship build-up. Um, right time? Right time, right role. 100%, I think it is absolutely perfect. As the PDC continue to look to expand in, in emerging nations, you need big names and faces to do that and big characters. And Russ is someone who absolutely loves being on the road. You, you can listen to him at events going, I've slept in my own bed 42 times all year. And he loves it. Like, he, he loves that out and about. So, as somebody who is as recognisable as the, some of the top 10 players in the world, with the voice, being able to go there and represent the PDC at things like the Asian Tour or on the World Series... I think it's the perfect combination. There are plenty of outstanding young referees coming through. Charlie Corstaphine called the final over the weekend. You've got people like Owen Binks waiting in the rafters. He's done a great job on, on the Super Series and uh, did some minehead work previously. Um, those guys have earned their shot right now. And it's it's the perfect balance. Russ doesn't have to do every single event in the UK. Um, but actually... It's a great balance. The fact they've created a role to keep him involved tells you everything you need to know about Russ Bray. He's an outstanding bloke, an outstanding ambassador for the sport, always carries himself really, really well. Um, and actually being able to go and, and travel and, and be an official more than a player just going off and going, oh, yeah, look what I'm doing. Like, I just guaranteed to be in all the big shots, isn't he? His voice is now going to be over all the big moments. He can go and inspire a future generation of referees elsewhere as well that you need so that the sport continues to grow up the same level before you get a massive disparity of going, oh, the people that can call in England are brilliant, but actually the Euro Tour is struggling a little bit when you go to the, the Super Series or or the Super League, sorry, or whatever else. It's just brilliant. Yeah, and look, first of all, on that, you touched on it there. How good was Charlie in that final? The way he called the nine dart leg in relation to there was 180s with flying in and he was cool, calm, and composed throughout. He's that Second good, isn't he? Best nine of the week, wasn't it? Fair play to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best. The best. Um, yeah, it, it, I guess it's another one. We've seen him in multiple organisations, and he's always delivered to such a ridiculous quality. So, uh, And such a great lad as well, so... Kudos to Charlie going on and performing at the PDC and many, many more years of Charlie doing that. Yeah. And look, you might even see a little a little swapsy there. Look, you never know. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I meant more for the seniors. Mr. Hinks might not fly solo. Two senior referees, the players will love it. Anyway, the treble is green. <laughs> and Gob's happy because he's going to play on it tomorrow in his Super League game. <laughs> How much is that going to fuck the other team off? Hopefully a lot. To the point where we're currently checking the rules to make sure we can do it. The only rules in our league state the dimensions and the board must be in good condition. Fucking oh, that. I am 99.999% sure there is not a dark involved 
around what colour the treble 20 should be. Correct. So now I've not broken any rules. That's a first for you. I know, you always make sure you don't break any rules so that when they complain, you go, what have we done wrong? Coming from they're, the already manager, sending, they're already sending a committee member to watch tomorrow. Philip, coming from the man who doesn't like the dark arts, has just made that comment. Yeah. Just remember that. Not, no dark arts involved, lads. I'm just playing on a brand new board. Exposure <laughs> for our friends at Paddy Power, who we are delighted to announce, will be sponsoring online darts throughout the duration of the PDC World Darts Championship. Correct. As well as sponsoring OD is going green. As well as sponsoring your match tomorrow. Yeah, they're literally a match sponsor tomorrow night. They're going on our graphic and everything. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to make the graphic now. I'm going to make the graphic tonight. Get me on Canva. Yes, but as you said, more importantly, they are part of the online darts team for the World Championship, which is the busiest. How many days? 19 days? Yeah. Busiest 19 oh, days of starting action. Into the Big Brother house we go. Ugh. Yeah. But before all that, I don't know if we've mentioned it tonight, Live Lounge Live is just 13 days away. Is my math right there, Dob? It is. <laughs> <days away. laughs> it's better than it was the other week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, the Live Lounge Live coming to you from the Prince of Wales in Ilkeston, Remember, the event is over on our Facebook page. I'll share it across social media tomorrow. Get yourself along. Um, again, the tremendous guys at Paddy Power have sent a load of stuff up to do the pub up in as well. So the pub will be going green. Also, my house my house looks like um, an Amazon warehouse at the moment. When we were loading up the car the other day, Gob, it was funny, wasn't it? Yes. Ooh, colour. Just go green. <sighs> yes. What, what, what happened there? I'm actually making a graphic green right now. We've used red all season, but it's going green. Do you want the World Championship logo? No, just the Paddy one. Yeah, the Paddy World Championship one. Yeah, go on then. Well, cool. they are... Matthew, the 11th will be the last live lounge of the year. However, we will be back for Fallout Bars for the World Championship. We will. Um, to fair, are we all looking forward to the Wilds now? Now the draw's been done, does it all feel real? It doesn't, it doesn't, because there is the Lakeside starting at the weekend and I don't know how I feel about that being in between now. Yeah, it doesn't... The excitement was built up very good yesterday, but now there's normally the, the lull of you checking social media for players' performances in exhibitions leading up to the world because you don't see anything else for three weeks. But actually, for the darting fan, we've got a week of um, World Championship darts. So it is going to be strange. But I do think once that... I once still think some of these exhibitions will get more coverage on social, though. Yeah, quite possibly, but that's... From you, because you're going to them. <laughs> but I do think 
I will be more prepped and ready for the Worlds to start when we are all together on the 11th. Um, when that schedule's out, when you can sort of plan the days and the evenings that you're excited about seeing, the dames that you're pinpointing as to stand out sessions and all that sort of stuff, that, that for me is when it will really, really come to light. Uh, Johnny, I don't. I know Scott Mitchell was doing the first weekend and the last weekend, and Johnny Bryant is doing it. The rest, I don't know. Who? It, Johnny Bryant. It is Brian, isn't it? Dan McCarthy. No, it's not Dan. Dan McCarthy's doing legs. I was literally with him at the weekend just gone. Well, that's changed. That's that's changed in the last week. Then, Dan McCarthy's been booked for Lakeside for weeks. Well, Johnny Bryant was the one that was doing it. Dan McCarthy. I've literally worked with him last week. Well, that means that Johnny Bryant and Dan McCarthy are doing a lot of it then. I know that because the other two they couldn't afford were told that Johnny Bryant was doing it. It's Dan. Yeah. What about the Edgar interview? Yeah, Phil needs to sort that out. Definitely not me to go and find the quote to use from it at all. You mean you mean you forgot? No. Busy man, me. You mean you forgot? Maybe. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Um, so yeah, the Daniel the Edgar interview, I asked Gob to do it because I was manic and he was like, Yeah, yeah, not a problem, I'll do it this afternoon. <laughs> um, right, everyone, thank you very much for joining us on an impromptu Tuesday. Um, but thank you very much as always. We have been online darts. Remember, if you haven't yet, make sure you drop us a follow all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, and of course, here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and subscribe. But the countdown to the Palace is well and truly on as Muswell Hill is going to go green. I've been Phil Bars, Jack Garwood and Lee Boyce. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 